money can be your best friend or your worst enemy and you get to choose. Abundance is an inside job and your intuition is the key to unlocking it all. Hello and welcome, I'm Rebecca Davison, founder of the Intuitive Life Academy, the leading place to develop your intuitive and psychic gifts. As an ascension guide and light leader, I'm committed to bringing you all the latest tools, developments and the neuroscience available when it comes to the art of effortless manifestation. This show is for lightworkers and for those who identify that your intuition is your greatest guide to bring you happiness, expansion and money. With my corporate banking background, you'll receive practical advice along with all the energetic tools that you can apply in your life today. So if this resonates with you, let's jump into the world of abundance and learn what it takes to experience true freedom. Hi folks, it's Rebecca here and I'm so excited today to be bringing you the fabulous Jessica Giles. Jess is a highly regarded and sought after author, speaker and money mastery mentor. As a qualified accountant, she very quickly identified that money management and lodging tax returns was only one very small piece of the puzzle. So financial empowerment, education and confidence is something that is widely lacking and this is where Jess's unique skill set and zone of genius come into powerful play. As a certified money mastery coach, Jess powerfully supports her clients across all areas of money, including money mindset, manifestation, law of attraction, money management and wealth creation. So all areas are addressed and nurtured together to create an unstoppable financial uprising. Jess's philosophy is that if it's all about the money and simultaneously has nothing to do with the money, it's all about the freedom and choice that money creates for you, but also very much about the person that you become and the process of healing your relationship with money. Jess often reflects that you can't sit on a meditation mat and earn a million dollars, but you also can't outmanage a bad mindset. So it's time to shine a light on all areas and Jess is just the woman to support you to do that. Folks, I know that you're going to absolutely love this show. I really enjoyed talking to Jessica. So knowledgeable. She makes money accessible, but also graceful. And she's such an eloquent speaker. She has so much knowledge and wisdom and she shares some really amazing stories and insights with us. So I know that you're absolutely going to love this show. For all the information on where you can find Jessica, please do be sure to check the show notes. And in the meantime, enjoy. Hello and welcome everybody. Rebecca here. I'm thrilled to have Jessica Giles here from Chic Money. Welcome, welcome Jessica. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to be here with you today, Rebecca. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here, Jessica. I um, I love everything about what you do. I think you're, um, every time I've listened to you, like I've caught you on a Facebook Live or I've seen you talking about money, it always captures my attention. And I know that you're very on point and i um, looking forward to unpacking your own journey. But let's dive in. And one of the questions I really wanted to ask you to start with, because I know you're all about women and wealth creation. So what do you think it means in this day and age to really be in the feminine in terms of 
making, creating and holding money? Yeah, absolutely. Such a great question. And yeah, my whole philosophy and what I operate by is that financially empowered women will save the world beginning with their own. And that's what I believe and know to be true through my own journey and through the clients that I work with. And so for me, financial empowerment for women is about women creating wealth on their own terms. Women do money very differently to men. And there's a whole subset of emotions and so forth that set them apart. But I'm very much about women creating wealth in a way that works for them. So that's not about adrenal burnout. It's not needing to be bigger than Ben-Hur and have a whole heap of ego attached and work a trillion hours. You know, women are the energetic pulse point of their home, of their family. And so I believe in women creating wealth in a way that harnesses their unique power and energy and essence to create and grow that wealth uh, in a way that serves and supports them, their family, the community and the world at large. Wow, that is a big mission and I I love it. I heard that a while ago and it really resonated with me. When women make money, they do really good things with it, right? They'll make sure that that child's had breakfast or, you know, they'll donate to the kid who doesn't have shoes to wear or, you know, obviously on bigger levels as well in terms of helping with other things like child sex trafficking. So because we are the emotionally driven aspect right we're always thinking from that perspective that is amazing I just love that obviously you saw my mouth drop open there if anybody was is listening to the podcast I was just like wow that's incredible because it's a very clearly divined mission and I love it so what do you think when it comes to women specifically in money you know and I'm sure you've seen heaps of this in your work so just draw on whatever comes to mind what do you think the biggest obstacles for women are to being able to create it for themselves in a way that is unique to them. For women, it's a daily permission slip. It's a daily permission slip to do it on their own terms, to allow themselves to be successful on their own terms, to unpack, release old family traumas and paradigms and the way we're conditioned by society continuously. So for me, I believe for women to do it on their own terms is all about permission. It's all about permission to forgive themselves, to forgive all of the past money trauma and all the quote unquote bad decisions and regrets they have and to be clearly defined and know and fully trust that the past does not equal the future. Who you were does not define who you're going to be. And, you know, what got you here won't get you there and giving yourself permission to transcend, to move forward and let go of the past to allow the future to be greater than than what the past and the present has been. And I find women are very emotive in that and they hold on to a lot of money trauma and stress and conditioning in their bodies and it manifests in different ways and one of those ways is absolutely you know putting a limit on themselves financially so I believe that daily permission slip and intention and presence in that area to continually expand into wealth is of critical importance for women. Yeah, I love that, the fact that you say it's daily too because it really is a day-to-day, moment-to-moment practice. Oh, yes. So too, taking the attention off the collective and going, what does my version of success look like? I'm sure one of the things that you will have noticed specific to women is I'm here, but I should be over there. <laughs> like, yes. like, and that keeps on 
changing because when they get there, then they need to be over there somewhere else. Yes, totally. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. And that's why I always work with my clients to have their own bespoke, unique vision for financial Mm -hmm. freedom because Mm -hmm. otherwise it's so easy to get pulled into other people's stories and agendas of, mm-hmm. of what that needs to look to the, to be able to give yourself permission to go, this is my version. And, you know, I've worked with women at the same time who one woman's version of financial freedom is traveling the world, swim up bars, private planes, five-star accommodation. Mm-hmm. And for another woman, it's traveling the country in, you know, a caravan with her family. Yes. And so there's two very different women with a very common goal to be financially free, but a different app application of that Mm -hmm. and if you don't know where you're going any road will do so Mm -hmm. having that clearly defined vision if you can't see it you can't create it Mm -hmm. (laughs) knowing what you want allows god source universe angels creator of all that is and your own infinite intelligence to get behind you to create that. But if you're not clear on that, nobody can help you. Yes. And um, I love what you mentioned there, of course, about source energy and the universe helping you because I'm sure you would have found this as well. A lot of people don't have the clarity. And when we ask them that question, well, what do you want? People often look a little bit like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? That's what I don't have now. I just know that I don't what I've got now. (laughs) Yeah. So we know what we don't want, but then it's like, what do we do want? And that unique version, et cetera, it really is relationship with source energy and finding out what it is, what our passions, desires are, etc., to be able to move mm. towards them. So, in regards to the implementation, like what do you think stops people from choosing it for themselves, like going for it for themselves, like going, okay, well, if I have got this big juicy dream, what do you think stops people from actually creating or manifesting that? Yeah, totally. So, I believe it's driving with the handbrake on. So, it's like, I want this, but I'm scared to say I want this. I don't want to be judged for wanting this. I'm judging myself for wanting this. I don't want to look at the metrics and the important things that are going to get me toward this. I don't want to do the activities or be the person I need to be to create this. So having the goal is one thing, but then having the permission and all the other elements and focusing in the areas that are going to create that to allow yourself to create that are two very different things. So I find for women where they fall over in the implementation, again, every action you take has an energy attached to it. Mm -hmm. So it's always, the work is always with the mindset and the energy to align that to the goal so as to allow yourself to take the right actions with the right energy attached. Mm -hmm. But I find generally where we hold ourselves up comes from a lack of belief and a lack of worthiness of creating that for yourself you know it's like we almost believe that the dog next door could do it before we could (laughs) that level of self-deprivation or questioning or wondering or doubting that that saying of doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will is Mm -hmm. is very very true I believe Yeah, absolutely. How we can stop ourselves from really going for it. Because I think also too, when you might be able to relate to this yourself, you know, like being in business, you know in your bones that you're ambitious, right? And Mm. ambitious too, like often in women's communities can feel like a little bit of a dirty word, right? Like you're so passionate about your vision and what it is that you're doing and it becomes, you know, like a huge focus in your life and you are so committed and devoted to it. But then other people, you know, can really, it can be really jarring for them to kind of come up against that. 
and kind of go, whoa, you know, like where's that energy coming from? And maybe it's a bit challenging for me to be observing that. You will trigger people. And that that's what I say to my clients. You will trigger people through going after your dreams and goals and you will highlight to them where they've self-abandoned. Mm-hmm. And even though they may come at you with their energy, it's very much about them. You know, it it always has far more to do with them than it does you. And ultimately, I believe that any woman that is listening to this podcast, any woman that finds their way into a coaching program based around money, intrinsically knows that they are destined for financial freedom. Because Mm. if they didn't know that, they wouldn't listen to the podcast, enroll in the program, work with the coach. Yes. (laughs) You simply wouldn't put yourself in that space so again it's like okay I know this is meant for me I'm following that guidance and allowing yourself to realize that it's your own unique journey and Mm -hmm. the test of success passed by no one and so it doesn't mean it's going to be easy per se for you but it is available for you I remember a time distinctly when I became a single mum very suddenly and essentially I lost basically all of my friends at that point they pretty well all deserted me and I really only reflecting on it later realized that the reason that happened was because I triggered them I was going through one of the hardest times of my life (laughs) you know very challenging but ultimately that was what was meant for me and that wasn't a path specifically reserved for me anybody can do that Mm -hmm. but those people, those friends that I had, I now see weren't, and many of them still aren't in relationships that are right and fulfilled and, and Mm -hmm. their soul's journey. And so I was triggering them because I wasn't in that space anymore. And it just created too much friction for them Mm -hmm. that it was easier to make me wrong and get rid of me than Mm -hmm. to address what was going in with or going on within themselves. Yeah, I I appreciate that. Myself personally, having been through a divorce and then recognizing like when you're in those that space of really needing support, but you're triggering people at the same time and you're like, oh, this is not what I expected. So um, yeah, it's fascinating. So let's let's reel back a little bit. Like let's jump in and maybe share with us a little bit about your own kind of money story, even what you remember your first experiences of money as a child moving through. Because I know, you know, if, if everybody listening, you're a qualified accountant, right? So moving through that journey to make that choice and then maybe end up where you are now. Take us through a little bit of a timeline. Yeah, absolutely. So I did not come out of the box this way. I was, there was nothing about my life that pointed as this to be my path or trajectory. I grew up, I mean, look, I never went without, um, you know, always had food and clothes and a home and all of that kind of thing. But we grew up with very modest means. There was certainly no, you know, lavish holidays and, you know, there was there was nothing like that. And money for me had very much a an energy of stress and pressure mm-hmm. and never quite enough. And as such, I became a 16-year-old high school dropout. I didn't even finish year 10 at high school. And I got out in the world and was making my own way and creating my own money and so forth. And But I always dreamt of more. I always dreamt of having a bigger impact and living a big life. And I worked in a petrol station and, you know, I used to admire all these people that would come in with suits with their company credit cards. And I was just like, oh, I just want to be doing big things in the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The funny thing about it, and this is a real key manifestation point that I'm always talking with my community about, even as a 16-year-old high school dropout, 
I took my then equally bad decision of a boyfriend <laughs> to university open days with me and I would sit in in the university lectures when they were talking about different programs and I had no business doing that. I didn't even have year 10 at high school, but I knew that I just needed to put myself in that space and in that environment. And as such, I went to TAFE here in Australia and I did my certificate three, four diploma and advanced diploma in accounting. I came across my love of accounting through, uh, I hated maths at school, but I did just an intro TAFE course and different things and I fell in love with accounting. So I saw that all the way through at TAFE. I then used my advanced diploma to get into my accounting degree at university. And I started my accounting degree the week I found out I was pregnant with my first daughter. Oh, wow. So I sat exams with, I I submitted assignments the night before giving birth. I sat exams with screaming newborn outside and leaking breasts, too much information maybe. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I salute you. (laughs) I, yeah, I didn't take the normal trajectory or path, but, and then I, I had my own bookkeeping and accounting practice subsequently to that. And women, I this was sort of pre-cloud days, people would hand over their shoeboxes of receipts yes. and statements and, and I really identified that they were handing over their power. They were scared, they didn't understand, they didn't know any of their numbers, they were literally handing over their power to me. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I and I used to give them all the tools and the the templates and the spreadsheets and the pretty reports and all of that. And I just knew they weren't doing anything with that. Mm-hmm. At a similar time, that was when I became a mum, a single mum very suddenly overnight. And mm-hmm. I always say that that brought about what I call my spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And it was through then that I learned about mindset and my money story and manifestation and law of attraction and And I used that to really, you know, I manifested a new house for my daughters and I and a position in a school that wasn't open. You know, I really started to harness the feminine energy and connection with money and abundance. And so then my bookkeeping and accounting clients became my first sort of coaching guinea pigs because I was like, hey, I've identified that you're feeling this way about money. Let's look at this and you're not doing your accounts and And yeah, created amazing results and transformation when they harnessed the power and the possibility and potential of the mindset combined with the practical strategies and structures around money. Mm. And that was a game changer. It evolved from there. And I just Mm. fell in love with the results and transformation in my own life and the clients that I was helping at that time. And I just, you couldn't shut me up about it and you still can't. Like I'm just... So passionate about financial empowerment because if it wasn't for financial empowerment, I couldn't have been a single mum and I wouldn't have been able to grow this business and support my children and have a home for us and education and and all of that kind of thing. And so that is what I want for every woman in the world. I want for them to be financially empowered, to be in the relationship or no relationship of their choosing Mm -hmm. to be able to educate their children where and how they want to be able to live their life in alignment with their own truth. So that is a hundred percent what drives me. So although I certainly didn't take the easy, what, you know, easy Mm -hmm. path or route to, to get to where I am, I wouldn't change a thing because 
it's through that journey and experience that I can bring that depth of support and have that understanding for many of the challenges that women go through. So I'm, I'm very grateful for all of it, even the challenging parts. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I love that. I, um, yeah, what a journey too. Because also too, I, like you said about the permission slip daily, it's a dance with your own value proposition, isn't it? All the time, just kind of going actually, you know, noticing when you're giving too much and kind of being aware of the boundaries and pulling it back in but that moment to moment dance of intimacy really with your own value proposition and then I see money just as a side effect of that really but it's beautiful too what a ride what a ride yeah yes that is always always evolving always expanding but completely agree with what what you say and I always support my clients you know you take care of the inputs and the outputs will take care of themselves. And that's all that money is. Money is a byproduct. Money is a reflection. Money is a mirror mm-hmm. of the way that you see yourself in the world. People often think, oh, I've got to fix the money part. Well, actually, no, if you just fix the other parts, the money part will take care of itself. <laughs> yeah. And it's sometimes hard for people to hear that when their, you know, like their value is so kind of hooked into the money or their sense of security and safety is hooked in. It's kind of like they find it difficult to even pull away from that a little bit sometimes and focus on on themselves. I totally respect that. I mean, I've been the single mum wondering how she was going to put food on the table and a roof over her head of her children and, you know, being fully responsible for them in all ways. And, and I totally respect that. I know as well that money is directly reflective. You know, you don't get in life what you want, you get what you expect. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You get what you're available for and you get what your financial thermostat is set to. I, it was only when I saw that it wasn't about what I was making it about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and allow you know so I realized that I was so addicted to struggle for such a long time there I had been the daughter of a single mum who had struggled you know so there's that conditioning and that had you know had very much become imprinted and and we I was also you know for a period of time there I was impacted by a bushfire and then the separation Mm -hmm. and then my daughter's lost two ponies in tragic circumstances Mm -hmm. in front of our eyes so I had kind of become addicted to throw it at me and I'll overcome it right right how are your adrenals doing with that Yes, exactly. They, but I, I was defining a lot of my worth and mm-hmm. being fueled by people being in awe and celebration of how you can have all this stuff happen and still be showing up and still do all of that. So we unfortunately create our own addictions and cruxes in life mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way that we condition ourselves and are conditioned to the world around us, by mm-hmm. the world around us. So I have a lot of love and respect and reverence for those who feel that way because I've been there and I fully understand that. But I also know that what we focus on expands and if we keep focusing on that, we're going to keep creating that. So I see my role in a lot of the work that I do with my clients is helping them to break those cycles and align to, a again, that more feminine energy essence way of allowing it to be easy but still impactful and joyful also. Yes, and it's amazing how we can, and again, I guess it's not really anybody's fault either, it's just unfortunately levels of awareness that we can often continue to choose something that we choose it because it's familiar, even if it means that we're suffering. That process of you're talking about of shifting the accountability piece and kind of going, actually, there is another way and bringing your attention to that. Yeah, a big workout counter, especially when you're first starting it 
kind of like yes, <laughs> yes. I, I love yeah. that so much and I, I always say that you know everyone's doing the best they can with what they have available mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's not that our parents or family set out to give us these bad conditions or patterns but it's our responsibility, you know, and, mm-hmm. and when we know better, we do better. So I believe the more we increase our knowledge and our skills and our awareness, the better we can do for ourselves and all future and healing past generations as well. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. I see that as a tremendous responsibility but also an incredible honour. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And also too, but um, you're coming from a place of very high levels of accountability. <laughs> Right. And I know everybody struggles with taking full accountability of what's happening for themselves and their life and their reality. But of course, too, as we know, it's the it's the gateway to freedom. So can you tell us maybe about a personal circumstance or maybe something that you've seen for a client where they've had to go through their gate, they've had to go through their up level and then, you know, shifted from that? Because often, too, when we start being aware things can often shift quite quickly or people can oh. open up energy and they're like, wow, I didn't think that was possible. The circumstances that you may have seen or experienced transformations that have occurred because I know people always find that really inspiring. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There are two that come to mind. One is a personal one and I call it Easter Money Miracles. So at the time I became a single parent, I also invested $25,000 in that I didn't have into a coaching mastermind, you know, mm. in, again, like growing the business and so forth and it was literally hands down the worst experience of my life it was was terrible as a result I carried a lot of shame and guilt about that because mm. how could I have put my children in that you know I was paying off this mastermind and struggling to also you know raise children and all of that and and the mastermind had been such a traumatic experience that I didn't feel there was any benefit or value there so I really was so down on myself. Then there was that added layer of shame of how can I be a money coach when I've made this really bad money decision and I've put my family at jeopardy and at risk. And so I had to do a lot of deep dive work around, you know, healing that and releasing that and and accessing my manifesting powers and so forth. And I'm a very big believer in inspired action and I'm a very big believer in there will always be an angel messenger that will deliver a message to you and it's our responsibility to act upon that message. And so as I was going through my process with that, I had $7,000 left on that liability for that mastermind. And I had the idea, I was driving to my parents for Easter and it was my first Easter without my children. So I was, you know, a little bit fragile because they were with their dad and, you know, firsts are always challenging. And I was driving to my parents' property and got the idea to do one of my, a $27 product to do a $27 flash sale on one of my programs that I had, just a short little program. So it was like an Easter celebration instead of binging on chocolate, binge on money mastery. (laughs) And so I put that at $27 and I put it out there and I had a few little sales trickle in and I only had a very small community at that time. And then I experienced this opening where two people that I knew and really respected and admired, they bought that for themselves. Then they really, as soon as they saw it, they're like, wow, this is amazing. My clients and community need that. So they then shared it with their networks. And then before I knew it, my phone was just like ping, 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 ping. Very quickly went from like three $27 sales to like $50, $27 sales. Mm -hmm. 
Super. And I was so clear that every dollar I made that weekend was going to clear that investment that I'd made. I was So this is another thing when it comes to money. Money loves to have a job to do. <laughs> money doesn't just flow for willy-nilly reasons. Like it loves to have a purpose and a job to do. So I was very clear that every dollar I made was clearing that debt. And as it turned out, at the end of that weekend, I'd had like an $8,000 weekend with this passive income $27 product and that completely cleared that experience and that debt. I love that. It's <laughs> awesome. That is so worth celebrating. Yeah, it was yeah. it was amazing. And and the lessons that I really want to highlight from that experience were you don't always have to feel on top of the world to be able to manifest. Yes. I you listened know. to one of your podcasts about that and I was like, oh I love this. You had a sore throat when you were even doing the podcast. And I was like, oh I'm going to ask you about that. So please go ahead. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was sad. I didn't have my daughters for the Mm -hmm. first Easter as a single mum. I was alone. I was, you know, and and I was okay with that, but I was at a little fragile point and I was still in my process of healing my forgiveness for self about that money decision and about the shame and guilt of being a money coach and making bad money decisions. So I was in my process, but I wouldn't say I was healed. So you can still quantum leap and create amazing manifestations even when you're not healed or feeling super high vibe on top of the world. As I mentioned, the angel messenger, like I just had the idea whilst driving in the hour-long trip to do that flash sale. So it wasn't a planned out launch or revenue or anything like that. It was just following the inspired nudges taking the action, being very clear and intentional about how that money was going to be used, but also being open to possibility, such as these other people sharing it and it gaining traction and and that kind of thing. So they're really key lessons that everyone can take on board to be in their process, but still expect quantum leaps and transformation, to follow the intuitive nudges, to open up to amazing things happening and you create the channel for that by being very clear about how that manifestation is going to be used and what the purpose is for the abundance that you're wanting to create. Yes, because a lot of people I know in manifestation circles, they would be like, well, how does it work in regards to manifesting for debt? What would you say in response to that? You know, like it's, you know, people are like, you manifest for something like a trip or a car or a house or, you know, to increase the sales in your business. But for the purpose of debt, it kind of feels a little bit more void. I think a big part of that is it's easy to manifest things you're excited about. Yes. (laughs) It's easy to manifest money. For me, I really value pretty things. So when I was going through a period in my business where I was doing launching all these different things, my philosophy was give me a cute logo and a full fun name and I'll do anything. And so I had no trouble manifesting for branding and for photo shoots and for things like that because that was important to me and I was excited about it. Mm-hmm. People can't get excited about clearing debt because of the story they have associated with it. Mm-hmm. Or it's become such an integral part of their identity that it's actually going to be more detrimental to them on a subconscious level to be without the debt because that doesn't line up to their identity. 
Mm-hmm. Whilst I do agree that we don't have to feel high vibe about something to manifest it, you do have to be in alignment and actually want to do it. Yes. And I believe the follow-on step to that is having a clear plan and identity for who you are on the other side of that debt. Mm-hmm. Because clearing the debt is one thing, but that debt can spring straight back if that's what you're available for. Having that identity for who you are without the debt I believe is as much of a critical element of manifesting money to pay the debt as paying the debt is because I believe that what is more tragic than getting what you want, not getting what you want, is getting what you want and not be able to hold on to it. Yes, that's a whole other container. (laughs) So if you aren't going to be able to withstand and maintain that debt cleared level, then it's actually less traumatic for you to keep that debt than it is for you to manifest to clear the debt for it to then come back again. So there can be a whole layer of self-protection there as well. Mm, yeah, because I'm sure you will agree that the process of creating wealth is really the person that you wish to become and mm. the evolution and shedding of the old identities to step in. And it, and it always evolves, of course, as you progress in your journey. But getting really comfortable with that because, of course, like you said, sometimes those evolutions, they don't include certain people around you or they include new people that you're yet to meet or they include viewing yourself in a completely different way than you did when you were 25. And, of course, everybody evolves at different places, etc. Being the person who's prepared to, to start thinking about what is the end result and what's their level or ability to be able to to hold that new identity. I love it, love it, love it, love it. So you said before, because it was one of my questions and I think you answered it already, is what do you know to be true about money, Jessica, from, I guess, you know, accounting and even your work now as a money mentor? What do you know to be true? The thing that comes through for me now is what I know to be true is your relationship with money is lifelong. Whether you're divorced, married, single, separated, loved up, and through the progressions of all of those, through the progression from early childhood to the last days of your life, money is going to be there. Women put such undue stress and pressure on themselves to have it figured out by lunchtime today. Being in a perpetual state of expansion, one of my favourite sayings is, slow down, I'm in a hurry. By you releasing the pressure to have it all figured out so quickly and allowing yourself to go, you know what, this is a lifelong relationship. So I'm willing to invest and be present and know that relationships have seasons and phases and stages and, and for you to be there for all of it. Actually, I find loosens up the pressure and allows women to transcend and transform faster. So what I believe I know to be true about money is money can be your best friend or your worst enemy and you get to choose. (laughs) Wow, that is so succinct and so true. And please do tell us because I'm just aware that we didn't mention your client's story because I know people will be like, oh, she missed that. Yes, absolutely. So I'll give you the the condensed version of the client's story. But really, essentially, this lady that came to work with me, she was six credit cards deep in debt, considering bankruptcy. She had her own business but she was in a real state. And I identified very quickly that she had been raised by a family who had businesses, but they weren't successful businesses and they worked incredibly hard for those businesses. So they worked incredibly hard, but still didn't create the success that they desired. Mm -hmm. And so that's what she was living out. 
she was being the good girl and following the family rules around, I'm going to have a business, I'm going to work really hard and I'm still not going to be successful. Mm. And so through, she was a member of my Money Master Academy program. She did the work and she was open and she just consistently chose to release that experience, to let her family have their experience, but that she got to create this whole new identity this whole new way of being and this whole new way of showing up as a woman who values wealth and who values creating it on her own terms. And she had a desire to buy a home and that felt so far away when she was in that state of financial distress. And I always said to her, I will hold that vision for you of that home and and I will hold it for you when you can't. And she, you know, I said to her, just hold it lightly. You don't have to know how because the how is none of our business. You just have to know that that's what you want and you are worthy of it and that's what you're continuously moving toward. Fast forward to I got a message from her only a few months ago and I think I shared this on my socials if you scroll back a bit, but she shared that she had gone from that, you know, six credit cards in debt on the verge of bankruptcy to creating a $250,000 house deposit in a year with a pandemic and the year she gave birth to her first child. Wow, that's incredible. Wow. And what I think is so important to share about her story is that she doesn't have a wealthy family or husband, no trust fund, nothing was really pointing her to any kind of great success or backup plan or anything like that. But when a woman is prepared to back herself mm-hmm. and let go of everything that has held her back and create new identities and invest in herself in that way, that is what is available for everybody. She has her own business in a in an industry. She has a hair salon. She's running a business like millions of people are around the world. You know, it's not a necessarily what people would consider a highly lucrative in terms of high volatile investments like mining or anything like that. It's, you know, she's just a really committed business owner and woman who wanted something different for herself and her family. That is a stunning success story, especially, you know, because I think there's so many elements in there around time as well, because I think a lot of people think, you know, making money takes so much time and obviously Mm. a child does take time. So, yeah, fantastic in regards to, like you said, breaking the cycle, which is incredible. You have a book. Please do tell us about it. It is called Financially Free Forever. I love that. I do. I do have a book and I should have a copy to hold up and say, this is my book. You can see for those who are watching, it is behind me there. But (laughs) I do. I'm looking all around me and I actually don't have a copy in, in hand's reach. But I have published a book and it is called Financially Free Forever. And it is my 100 day action guide to being financially free forever. And it is the book that I wish I had when I was a 16-year-old high school dropout. Mm. It's the book I wish I had when I became a single mum. And it's everything that I would have loved to have been shown and taught, laid out in bite-sized implementable daily plans and ways. And it's actually, it's a book, but it's probably more of a journal because mm-hmm. I've I've taken out every excuse women have as to why they can't transform their money. <laughs> <It> doesn't. <laughs> 
take a long time, literally 10 minutes a day. Uh You don't even need to buy another journal because it's a built-in journal. Every tool, template, everything you need is in that book. It's pretty. People tell me all the time they have it on their, I invested extra for the gold foil because I want it to be a luxe experience. And people Mm -hmm. tell me all the time that they love it and it's stunning and they put it on their bedside cupboard at that moment that I regret putting my face on it. Cringeworthy that I'm staring at everybody, but uh, it's a it's a tremendous honor that to be on somebody's bedside cupboard. Yes, I'm very very grateful. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to to share this work with the world. So, and you have a little bit of a sequence where people can actually you know be supported through some videos initially to start with. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I encourage everybody to go to chicmoney.com.au/sample, which I know you'll you'll give the link to them sure. for, and yes. they can download the first five days of the book mm-hmm. and also a free companion training series to go with that as well so you can try before you buy uh, get some results in advance and um and decide if it's for you or not that's magic that's so generous too jessica thank you so much this has just been incredible i think you know to having these conversations is really important the other conversation that maybe we could swing back around and have a conversation about another day is about you know women money and pleasure mm. with you know leaning into greater levels and you know because that's a whole other permission slip often which goes alongside you know creating more wealth and allowing yourself to experience more pleasure because is there any point in making or creating the wealth and then not enjoying it you know I'm sure you've met people on the journey who have made a lot of wealth but they still aren't and living in the energy of fulfillment yeah to really step into that is you know because otherwise what's the point you know we all say we get to the end and we don't want to say that we worked more but we all say that we want to have enjoyed the journey more so I think that's a huge part of it and receiving I find for women you know that women come to me sometimes and they're like I want to make a million dollars and I'm like oh I love your outfit oh this old thing and I'm like if you can't receive a compliment how are you going to receive a million dollars yes yes and yeah and I would talk to that about you know being open in your body to be able to receive that because again all those defense mechanisms that we can have like oh like you said like oh this old thing it's just like what does it take for us to really celebrate that fabulousness and yeah yeah love your work I really admire what you're doing and love your mission it's so crystal clear and I can feel that people are really going to respond to that so encouraging everybody to go and check out your book so they can work alongside you in regards to creating that you know it's such a beautiful journey in regards to really taking people home I could have another whole conversation with you about money and God as well or even money and sex you know again that leads into the pleasure proposition in terms of you know women really empowering themselves to create what it is that they want yeah oh totally we must do that I I always say that as women we're expected to be good with money and good at sex and we're not taught either I think goodness people write books for us absolutely whilst I don't um, profess to be an expert in the other area I can certainly help them to heal the relationship between the two but yeah it's absolutely there's just so many patriarchal stories and limitations and just money and sex and miscarriage and politics are basically taboo topics that we are expected to be really good at 
but Mm. not supported to be. So, yeah, I believe in supporting the whole woman. So I absolutely love the work that you do in the world to to help women to really heal that experience as well because, you know, the business and the wealth can only grow to the extent that the woman does. I truly believe that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And that's um, I think that is a beautiful place to end this conversation today. But I do hope that you'll come back and share with us more because this is such a juicy conversation and and really what people need to hear, right, That to give themselves permission to create what it is that they want and they can be supported in that and it's not as hard as you think and, you know, yes, it might involve peeling back some of those layers but that's totally available to you and you can be supported in that. I think that's another whole thing, right, finding a tribe of people who want to see you, like literally down to the cells of their body, they want to see you shine and want to see you successful. I mean, being in that space, I know from my own experiences of being really nurturing. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that you provide that with your clients too. So yeah, absolutely. You know, I often say that strangers on the internet can want better for you than your own family. (laughs) (laughs) And so all people that you're surrounded by, and it's always such an honor for me to hold that space for a woman to be seen, to be heard and to connect with herself in that deepest most powerful way and a lot of times that's not demonstrated to us it's not modeled to us and Mm. so I think it's so important that as women we're able to give that to each other yeah yeah absolutely and giving to each other being completely up so thank you so much for being on the intuitive abundance podcast it has been a pleasure to have you thank you for being here Jessica is there anything else that you would like to share with people before we wrap up yeah thank you so much for having me I truly feel like we could still be having this conversation in five hours time so it's been such a pleasure and such a joy and I really just want to hold your audience in such reverence to know that you know if you have found this podcast and you have got this far through and you are showing up for yourself in this way you are worthy of and you are deserving of and you are meant to have everything that you desire Mm -hmm. god source angels whoever does not place a dream or a desire in your heart without you being able to access everything you need to bring that to life i believe in a loving universe and loving universe is just don't work in that way of setting people up for failure. So Mm. you can create everything that you desire. And I encourage you today just to borrow my belief and Rebecca's belief if you need to, and just, yeah, keep on moving forward and just be asking each day, what is my next step? Please send to me, allow me to receive. And yeah, just um, it's all happening for you and you are meant for everything that you desire. Oh, I'm just drinking that in myself. That was delicious. Thank you so much, Jessica. What a blessing to have you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Okay. All right, folks. We'll look forward to connecting with you again next time. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for joining the Intuitive Abundance podcast today. If you've enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe and write us a review so we can help other people positively impact their lives. I would really love that. If you're ready to activate the energy of abundance within you, then be sure to go to www.intuitivelifeacademy.com to sign up for our abundance activation process. Until next time, here's to your ever-increasing freedom. All my love. Bye for now.